Hello there. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Joy Fountain podcast. It is my prayer that the message you're about to hear will in many ways than one feed your soul and strengthen your decision and resolve to follow Jesus. My name is Andaza Hezekiah, pastor at the Joy Fountain Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May your joy be full today in Jesus' mighty name. Now let's dive into the Word. Okay, so we've been talking about... Now, I told you last week that I was done preaching on uh, divine assignment. Did I not say so? But here's what happened. Uh, I realized that uh, the Lord would want me to add one more. And, uh, you know, that's why sometimes I don't want to say, well, it's ending here. But I I think this would be it. And uh, I'm going to talk about the divine assignment number five. And I'm, I'm looking at, you know, wrapping it up. It's funny because you remember how we said divine assignment number one, we talked about the seven things that can obstruct your divine assignment. How many of us remember? We said there are five things that can obstruct your divine assignment. And they were all words that started with the letter F, right? And we, we addressed those. We talked about fear. Fear can stop you from doing what God wants you to do. We said feelings. Feelings can stop you from doing. And we tied it to the Christmas story. How the people who, are, who had to bring, raise up Christ or, or Zacharias, who was the father of John the Baptist, how he had feelings, how if Joseph was afraid, he would never have taken Mary to become his wife, you know, and all of that. We used, we, we found some other words that we, we, we you know, uh, situations and circumstances that could arise in our life that stop us. Then we went on to the things that can enhance or boost divine assignment. We talked about faith. We talked about funding. If you don't have finances, you can't, you, your dream won't, you can't pursue your dream. Things won't come to pass for you. And we talked about friends, we talked about family, we talked about all these things that, you know, would help us become what God wants us to do. Divine assignment, divine assignment. I hope it will become a course in the future in our church where people can learn how to move from place A to place B to place Z as far as God's assignment in their life is concerned. Amen? And so we came to the point where we talked about other things with respect to the divine assignment. We, we looked at divine assignment number three. We talked about how, you know, um, we have to have the future in mind. If we're, going to, if we're going to pursue God's purpose for your life, you can't be looking at only today. You can't be looking at the past. You have to look at the future. Somebody say future. That's not loud enough. Say future. You have to have the future inside. You have to have the future inside. And one of the ways that that works is that God gives us a picture of the future. And I said you have to frame the future. So when you frame the future, before people came to Joy Fountain, God had given me a picture. In fact, the picture that God gave me was more people than even in this room. But it started with myself, my wife, had, had two children, uh, three children with one in the car seat and, and, and one or two other people. And then after a while, a few people joined and after just like that. And then suddenly it began to grow and it began to grow. And uh, I said, my goodness, one day I asked my wife, I said, when are we going to get to 50 people who were driving? She said, well, well it'll happen. Another day I said, when will it happen? And, and then one day I said, when will there be 75 people in the church? Like, how is it going to happen? Because I couldn't see how we will get there. But we got there and passed there. This is not about the number of people. All I'm saying is God had a plan and he gave a picture. 
But sometimes there were things that happened that almost uh, threatened that future. But we must continue. And the same applies to those of you who run a business. It applies to those of you who are married. It applies to those of you who are looking to get married. It applies to those of you who are working at a job. The challenges of our everyday life can threaten God's divine assignment in your life. Okay, so we came on to the point where we're now looking at uh, today. Let's, let's look at what we're talking about today. Today we're going to tie this divine assignment message since we have moved out of the Christmas season, we're going into next year. We're going to tie the divine assignment message to our theme for next year, which is following Jesus. Somebody say following Jesus. Here, I want to say to you today, you know, remember we, we use two scriptures. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. We also looked at John chapter 20, 21 where Jesus said, as my father sent me, even so I am sending you. And we also looked at Matthew chapter 4 where we are looking at Matthew chapter 4 verse 19 to 20. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 19 to 20, this is what the Bible says. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus called Peter and his brothers. He said, come, follow me. Verse 20 said, they immediately left. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Immediately. But he called them to follow him. He says, come and follow me. He didn't say, come and have coffee with me today and go back home. He says, no, I want you to make a commitment to do what? To somebody say, follow. Follow me. He says, I want you to follow me. So, then they followed. So the first thing I want to say in this message today is that the foundation for a divine assignment being fulfilled is following. Is following. Followership. Following Jesus is essential if we're going to fulfill our divine assignment. All right? So the, the first point is that Jesus first found followers with a promise. He first found what? Followers with a promise. He found followers with a promise. He said to them, come, follow me. That was the first thing he did. When it was time, after his baptism, after he came out of the wilderness and all that, he went and looked for people who would be his followers. See, every church needs followers, people who are committed. This is our church. This is where we tithe to. This is where we give to. It doesn't matter the challenges. It doesn't matter. These are the people who will pray with me. These are the people I will pray with. You had one of our sisters there talking about being prayed uh, with or for over a matter that was concerning her. And I'm sure there are other things we've prayed for about uh, over her life. Same with some of you who are seated here today. We've prayed over your marriage, over your finances, over your business, over your health. We've prayed together. We've cried with some people in this church. We've laughed with many people in this church. It's part of the journey, my friends. It's part of the journey that we will come into situations and circumstances, but together, because there has to be those who follow Jesus in every local location where God has decided that his disciples should gather. This is a school. Every week we come here. We pay rent to use the facilities. We come together. We truck in and out. We have to set up. It's a lot of work. We do all that so that we can have fellowship and so that we can spend time together as God's people. God desires that and we do that. The first thing that Jesus did was that he found followers with a promise. The second thing is that the first followers followed him without reservation. The first group of followers, they followed him without reservation. I want to ask you today, are you following Jesus with a reservation? Or are you full out like, God, I am with you, I am going with you, I am following you. Are you following with or without a reservation? We see that in Matthew chapter 4 verse 20. The Bible says they left their nets and followed him. In Luke chapter 11 verse 1, another proof that they truly followed Jesus. Luke chapter 11 verse 1, the Bible says he was praying in a certain place. 
Then his disciples came to him and said, Master, teach us how to pray. The only reason why somebody will say, teach us how to do what you are doing, is that they have chosen. Well, that's one of the reasons. If they don't have a hidden agenda, and I think these guys did not have because we can see from the Bible. They said, teach us how to pray. Why did they ask him to teach how to pray? Because they noticed every morning he goes to pray. Uh, sometimes at night he will go up a high mountain and stay there all night and pray. They noticed that even when he was, uh, uh, you know, in the, in, in the garden, he would pray. He was out on the sea, he would pray. Uh, on a walk, he would pray. He was always full of prayer. So they said, man, whatever it is about this prayer, it is so important. We have to learn. This is what you know about a follower. A follower is a disciple. A disciple is a follower. They followed him to the point that they wanted what he had. So they asked him, give us what you have. Show us how to do this thing that you do. That causes you to have miracles. Next year, we will pray more than we've prayed before. We will rise up again and be a people of prayer as the Lord desires for us. As a church, we have to pray. The Bible says, if we call upon the Lord, he will hear us, he will answer us. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 3 verse 14, we also see that Jesus Christ, the Bible says, he chose some 12 that they might be with him. So that he might teach them and then they might be sent forth to preach. You see? So they, you can see they were committed to being with him. They were followers. Every church has its own local following, has its own local membership, has the people who are committed to see that God's purpose and God's counsel comes to pass. Do I hear an amen to that? Okay. The, the third thing is that he made them fishers of many souls. These followers were made fishers of many souls. He, saw, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. In other words, I will make you draw people, find people, and bring them into a relationship with me. That's what he said he would do. And that's what he did exactly. He made them become fishers of many souls. Uh, you will see that later as we begin to continue in the message. The last point in the first part of this message, which is a foundation for fulfilling divine assignment, is following. You have to follow. You have to follow. If you say that you want to be a successful business person, you have to follow someone else. It's called mentoring or coaching. Somebody who has done what you are trying to do. If you want your marriage to be successful, look at people who have been successful in their marriage. Copy what they are doing. Ask them questions. What is it that they know that you don't know? If you notice people who always have money left over, though they are earning the same salary as yourself, and there's nobody giving them money, you ask them, how come you always have money left over? We are always out of money before the end of the month. When I first met my wife, we were, all, we were both serving our federal government at the time. And I, my money was always finished two weeks after I got it. She had money six weeks after I got, we got paid. So I one day asked her, what do you do? Don't you spend? She said, no, I spend. But I found out that why she spent on the essentials, I wasn't spending essentials. I ate out a lot with my friends. And so the money was always running out. But I didn't think that that was why. I always felt I had enough. I had enough until I didn't have enough, you know. So maybe that's why God brought both of us together, uh, you know, because we are different. But again, I have learned certain things over time, you know. So I want us to understand that bad followers make bad leaders, you know. If those disciples had not followed Jesus, they would never have been the good leaders that they became of the first church. Jesus was training them to hand over the body to them. From the day of Pentecost, you see what happened. They became leaders of the church. And there were 3,000 people that gave their life to Christ on the day of Pentecost. 3,000. Think about it. There were 120 people in one location praying. On the day of Pentecost, the 120 chained. 3,000 were added to them. Let me ask you a question. In this church, say we're about 110 members or, or attendees, including children. Assuming 
that suddenly God decides to pour another 100 people into our church. What will we do with the 100? How will we handle them? How would we receive them? How would we accept them? How would we take them? What would we do with those 100 people? Are we just going to say, well, you know, it's too much. We can't handle it. We don't have space. They should go and sit out there. I'm sure we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to receive them and we're going to be a blessing to them. Amen. Does somebody say amen to that? Bad followers make bad leaders. If we've not followed well, we can't lead well. Now, Jesus' followers find and fuel others. This is the second point. The second main point is that those who follow Jesus find others. What did I say? They find others. And you see it here. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 40 to 51, Andrew and Philip found their brothers. Andrew found Peter. Say, come, come, come. We have seen the Messiah. We have seen the Messiah. And then we see also that Philip went and found someone else and said, come, we have seen the Messiah. We are meant to be finders. And sometimes the finding may be hard because our society does not care about the things of God. That's what we think. But there are people right now in our city, in our neighborhoods, who are crying out and they have no answer. You will find them in Jesus' name. Do I hear amen to that? We have to be finders. Number two in under Jesus' followers find and fuel others is that Andrew finds the boy with five loaves and fish. Andrew was the one who found. This same Andrew found the boy who had five loaves and, and fish. Do you know how he found him? Because he was a finder. Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. Let me tell you something. You, you, some of you here should be the ones finding the people who will play our musical equipment. You should be the people finding those who will be trained to become preachers tomorrow. You should be engaged in finding. You may know someone. You may know someone who is gifted. It's not just the work of the pastor alone. There's someone out there who may be gifted for this place. For something, maybe the kids' ministry, maybe something in the future. And it is when you tell them that I think you will be good to do this and this, they say, oh, I never thought of that. You can be a finder. You see the boy, he went to church that day, he went to the service that day, and he had this lunch his mom had packed for him. He had no idea. He didn't think that his lunch will feed 5,000 people. But the other thing is, he didn't think that, Andrew didn't know that. But the two of them were essential. He had to bring his lunch. Andrew had to find him. Friends, there are people right now who have enough funds to fund projects, mission projects. Our church will do missions. We are going somewhere. We will do great things. We, in this city, do you remember when we were only 50 people? We had a concert that drew 450 people together. The following year, we had another concert with Jamie Grace. The first one was Bekashi, that drew 750 people together in the same room. Now, we know they came from other churches, but we felt that there was a need for us to bless the city. And it appears as if all of those things we did have been lost. No, friends, they are seeds that were sown. And sometimes, the palm, look, the palm tree is a seed, not sometimes. The Bible says the righteous shall flourish as a palm tree. The palm tree's seed goes to the ground. The hybrid doesn't come out until 10 years. And then it grows to full maturity. But when it grows to full maturity, it can last for 50 to 100 years. A palm tree. And so when we are sowing seed, it can look painful. We've done this. We've spent a lot of money. Why are we doing all this? Why don't we just find money to build a building? Because the name has to be out there first. There are people who knew about us for five years, never showed up. Five years later, they started coming, and they said, we have known about you for five years. So why didn't you come for five years? 
I don't know. Why did you come now? It was time. It was truly time. Are you following me, my friends? Hallelujah. I hope you are being blessed. So God has a purpose. Andrew found the boy with the gift. Brought it to Jesus, the gift multiplied. Who is around you who has a gift? Who should be going to this church that you have not yet introduced? It is time for you to tell them your gift is meant here. Don't be afraid. Say it and leave it with God. Because sometimes we say, well, we don't, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I was having coffee with a brother. He did not attend this church. And uh, actually, it was Ken. You remember you invited me to go to an event at the stadium? Then Kevin saw me at that event and said, I've been to a Bible study in your house in 2000 and, uh, uh, I think he said 10 years for 12 years ago. And I said, oh, I, I didn't recognize him. But I was sitting with Ken at the, at the table. My son was supposed to be at that football event. He couldn't make it. So I went, uh, Ken said, well, the ticket is available. You can come. So I went. But Ken did not know that by inviting me to the event, there was somebody else who was coming to the event. He had no idea. Well, it turned out that his wife, Edna, knows the wife of Kevin. You all know Kevin, messenger, right? Okay, so uh, he says, well, I was in your house and you, you gave me a prophecy. That was in Windsor Park in a Bible study. He said, you spoke over my life. We went to the basement to pray over some people. Kevin was there, messenger. I didn't even know he was messenger. He was just with some other people. I remember the other pe person, I don't remember him, but he said, you prayed and you spoke over my life and everything you said. I've been looking for how to meet with you. One day I heard you on radio and I said, that must be the same person because the name is, uh, is, is, he said, your name is unique. Of course, my name is unique and does how many people have it in Winnipeg? None. You know, if it was Ron or Richard, maybe that would be a problem, but... <laughs> You know, but Andaza, it's, you know, it's not, right. so I said, and he said, I couldn't get the vote, but I remember. So he said, can we have coffee? And I said, oh, yeah, okay. So then eventually, about a few months later, we connected for coffee. While I was in the meeting with him, I felt in my spirit. Now, I don't do that. He goes to another church, but inside my spirit, I felt the Holy Spirit say, tell him to come to Joy Fountain. I said, I can't say that. If I say that, it's like I'm trying to pull him out of the church he was attending. So I didn't say it. Just before we were leaving, I heard again, tell him to come to Joy Found. I'm like, oh, the third time I say, if I disobey this, I'll be in trouble. So, so you know what I did? I said, hey, if you want to come and visit, if you would like to come and visit Joy Fountain, why, you can come. That's all I said. Well, we went to Minneapolis for basketball in March, right? Or was it February? I don't remember. But he walked in here. We were not here. Ken and Edna were not in church. These are the two people he knows in the church. He walked in. And he told the people, oh, I met your pastor. So like, yeah. Then they had service and left. They came back the next Sunday, and they have remained here ever since. They have taken the foundation course. They are now serving. They are not here today. So don't tell them I talked about them, okay? Well, you can. They're not here today. But that's, that's what I'm saying, that I had to obey that voice. If, and and where they were going somewhere, but they were praying to God for the church that they should attend as a couple because they were not satisfied. They felt something. They needed something. They were looking for something. Not that there was anything wrong with where they were going. They just knew there was someone else. There, is, they, they, there was somewhere else for them and so on and so forth. And I was hearing, asked them, but I was scared. 
scared because I didn't want to be misunderstood. See, if Jesus was scared of being misunderstood, you would not be born again today. If I, I'm telling you, so you have to be willing for God to use you as a vessel to be a finder. And by the way, there's a finder's fee. Did you know that? <laughs> He will bless you. That I know for sure. All right. And so look at the blessing that Kevin and his wife have been, you know. And, and the, the other day we had the event here and they, the, he was able to be a blessing. Now we pray for them. When he travels to go and do his gigs here and there, we pray. He has a unique gift with uh, uh, hip hop and rap and the way he does it. And we pray and bless him. And that service on the 15th was really great. He did such a good job with it. So we have those, and more of them are coming to our church because the Lord said to me, I am bringing people who have a ministry. They will come under your umbrella, and you will care for them, and you will nurture them and send them forth. Our church is a caring church. They will, we will pray. We will make sure. He says now, he says, when I travel, I can feel the prayer of Joy Fountain behind me. Is that not wonderful? Is that not amazing? Come on, give yourselves a round of applause because you do what the Lord desires. Hallelujah. Now let's go on. We see also that Peter was the Pentecost preacher. He became one who found 3,000 people. He preached with all the other 119 disciples behind him. He preached and thousands came to Christ in one day. All right. We also see that bad leaders who were once bad followers. If you are a bad leader, a bad, a bad leader, you, it is because you are once a bad uh, follower. May we not be bad leaders. May we not be bad followers in Jesus' name. Come on, say amen to that. Now, let's look at the last one, and it's reward for followers. Reward for followers. You see, Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, God said to Abraham, leave your father's house, and then I will take you to a place. I will show you. See, he doesn't even have the whole plan yet, but he says, follow. Just follow me. Come, come. Abraham was one of the early followers, and he followed God, and God led him to his, the promised land. We see that he obeyed God. You have to follow without reservation. Number two, the disciples were rewarded. Uh, uh, we're talking about reward for followers. Abraham was rewarded. God said, anyone who curses you is cursed. Anyone who blesses you is what is blessed. All for what? Following. <laughs> following. The disciples also. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 27 to 30, they asked a question. They said, Peter said, we have left all and followed you. What are we going to get? We've left all and followed you. Jesus said, whoever has left mother, father, houses, lands, whatever, will receive more here and in the life to come. So don't think that God, you, some of you say, well, pastor, but I don't have a million dollars yet. Jesus did not promise a million dollars. That's not what he said. What he said is that he will meet our need according to his riches where? In glory, by Christ Jesus, God will meet our need. He says, I will never leave you or what? Or forsake you. Did he say you won't have trials? Did he say you won't have temptation? Did he say you won't have troubles? Did he say that the enemy will not attack you? All of these things are part of the package. But guess what? Though they come in one way, the Bible says they shall flee in how many ways? Seven ways. Hallelujah. The Bible says one shall chase a thousand and two shall what? Chase ten thousand. Husband and wife, get together and pray. If there's trouble in the home, don't say, well, you know, he does his own praying. I don't like how he prays. You have to like how he prays at that time. You have to accommodate how he or she prays. Come together. You and your children. Do you know? You and your daughter. You and your son can be a, a violent force against the kingdom of darkness. A strong force. The two of you come together and pray about a situation. Heaven will answer. Did heaven say father and son can pray together? Did he say husband? No, 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 no. He says when, we, when we come together, let's pray. Maybe short and sweet. That's all it takes. 
Let's pray together. There is a reward for followers. The disciples were rewarded. Jesus said, you will receive in this life and the life to come. And then there's a reward for everyone who follows, everyone who chooses to follow. It's not only for those of those days, also for those today. When we follow, there's a reward. It says, we, those who follow him will be rewarded. He promised that. And God is not a man that he should lie. And the last point is that we let us all follow Jesus in the year 2020. Do we all agree? Now, you may say, but we've been following Jesus. Yes. We just want to emphasize it a little bit more. You know, <laughs> I, re I read something today that, uh, you know, a, a man who had become a woman now married someone who had become a man. You know, so the world is so confusing. And then they wrote in uh, the, the Daily Mirror of the UK, wrote a story about it. And they had a child that was, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into details because we have all the family here this morning. But I just want to say this. When I read that, I now read a, a news story from the Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee is a satirical newspaper. And uh, so I put it on my Facebook because it was just funny. You know, they, they put a picture there of a guy on a bike, motorbike. You know motorbike? Vroom, vroom, vroom. So the guy on the motorbike identified as a bicycle. So he entered a bicycle race, and he won the race by far and got all the medals. While the people on the bicycles were struggling, the guy who identified as a, you get the joke? You get the joke. So here's the point. The Babylon Bee makes this satire about that. The, the, the motorcycle had a 1,700cc engine or something like that, and he, of course, would win the race. The world we live in today, you have to make a choice. Because they're coming for you, they're coming for me. But I tell you, the God who protected Elijah is on your side. The God of Elijah who called fire from heaven is on your side. So you see, the closer you are to that God, you also can say, the God before whom I stand has told me that you are coming before you came. They say, oh, you knew we were coming. Well, then we're going to. And then you say, no, no, not only that. The God who told me before you came also told me that before you reach where you are going, you will become a leper. They say, what are you talking about? I'm not the one who said it. I said the Lord. Who... But you said you didn't believe in God. Why are you worried about it? Since you don't believe in God, let it be. The days are coming when you and I will declare the counsel of God like never seen before. Especially in our nation where we are ridiculed. Do you know Christians are ridiculed all the time? Christians are, you oh, know, those people that go to church a lot. It's because they haven't seen the raw power of God. But here's what happens. Every time they ridicule the people of God, we get to a corner. But the time is coming where there will be a showdown. The showdown is coming. You cannot avoid it. And I'm telling you, only the people who cry out to God can win. The Bible says Elijah put his head between his, 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 his uh, knees. And he said to his servant, go and see if there is anything. The servant ran out. He said, there's nothing. He said, come back. He put his head. He said, go and see. Seven times. The seventh time the servant came back and said, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. Elijah said, you know, I don't need to wait. Let's run to Jezreel before the rain comes. Bible said within a short space of time, the entire cloud was darkened. Some of us have been preaching for years. Some of us have been declaring the counsel of God for years and people will laugh. Oh, they don't know what they are talking about. They have not changed the message to get a crowd. They have not changed the message to get some money. You don't understand. You don't need a lot of money to live. It's when you are greedy of gain. You want a big palace. You want uh, uh, millions of dollars just so you can look whatever you don't need all those things look this suit does it look nice on me hallelujah you don't need a thousand people to wear a nice suit my friends you don't need a thousand people to wear a nice sweater all you need is to obey the god of abraham 
Jacob. It doesn't matter where it is. If you are not ready to die for the gospel, you cannot live for the gospel. You see? So it's not about what you have. It's not about, do you know? I always say it, and I'll say it again. Some of you already know what I'm about to say. Elijah had no member, but birds paid tithes to him. In a place where he had no address, by the brook chariot. Only God knows that address, the brook chariot. No postal code, no. But FedEx didn't go there. Heaven's FedEx went there. The, <laughs> the birds took food to him in the, in the morning and the evening. Friends, our God is faithful. Is there somebody here who will see a giant-sized miracle in 2020? Is there somebody, is there somebody here? Uh, yeah. Is there somebody who will see God move on their behalf? Because we are going to cry out to the Lord from Tuesday, this Tuesday. And we're going to wait on the Lord in, in, in January. Is there somebody who will join me to enter another level of the miraculous? Please put your hands together for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because God is coming. Oh, hallelujah. The, see, the Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in his name. He said, I am there in their midst. Let me tell you, God is not there wearing a pair of jeans or a pair of shorts because there are a few people. And then when there's 500 people, he now wears a very nice three-piece suit. No, God is God. <laughs> he's clothed in his glory. Whether there are two, he's clothed in his glory, resplendent. Whether there are 10, he is in his full glory. Whether there are 15, God is not looking at how many have gathered. God is looking at those whose hearts are what? Perfect towards him. And he says, I will what? I will show myself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. God is ready to walk. He's ready to defend us. He's ready to go ahead of us in the name of Jesus. But I told you, I told you here, listen very well. There is a showdown coming. I've been saying it for years. It's coming. And when the time comes, uh, those who fast, those who pray, those who seek the Lord, those who read the word, those who have the word of God planted in their heart will stand against the onslaught of the enemy. Those who understand the power of the blood. You see, you the follower knows that there is a blood that was shed. The follower knows the power of sacrifice and they have been making the sacrifice. The follower knows the power of good seeds and they have been sowing good seeds. The follower knows the power of prophetic declaration and they've been making the prophetic declaration. Even when they are laughed at, they make the declaration. Even when they say they are, they are mad, they, make, they say you are mental, they continue to make the declaration because at the end of the day, the name of the Lord will be glorified. Have I preached at you this morning or to you or with you? Have you been blessed? Somebody shout hallelujah. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Were you blessed by the message? Do you have any questions? Did you make a commitment to follow Jesus as Lord? Please let us know. You can contact us by sending us a message on our contact page at joyfountainchurch.com. Have a blessed day.